12 week creates action transformation and and power in the present to get the thing done a 12 week goal or a 12 month goal creates uh procrastination uh explanations and lack of action towards accomplishing My name's Bobby Walker with Journey of a New Entrepreneur, and I've got one message for you. Don't be a bitch! What is going on, guys? It's Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast, coming at you with the rain man of the home service industry. This guy's a genius. He's awesome. And he has the coolest nickname of anyone I know. It's one of my great, great friends and business partner, Michael Dalkey. Mike, how you doing, man? I am doing well. Thanks for having me. I think it's only your favorite nickname because you're the one that came up with it. Yeah, well, I'll tell, <laughs> I'll tell that story here in just a second. So, Mike, real quick, I just uh, I wanted to say hi and thank you for coming on. But before we move any further, I've got to talk about the show sponsor, Responsibid. Guys, you know what it is. I don't listen. Do I need to tell you about Responsibid again? I've been telling you for a long, long time about this software. It's the best service ever. Here's what it is. It's a tool that makes you money with less effort. That's essentially what it is. It's going to help you close more sales with higher average ticket prices and less effort. And it does it a bunch of ways. It does it by helping you in your in-person quoting. It does it by allowing people to go to your website and get accurate quotes themselves. It does it by following up with people. It's got some magic on the back end. It's amazing. It's the only company I know of that has a 10 to 1 ROI guarantee. You heard me right, 10 to 1. If you sign up with Responsibid and you don't get a 10 to 1 return on your money, you don't pay for Responsibid. It's that simple. Guys, every person I know that has signed up with Responsibid has come back to me and said, oh my gosh, I can't believe I waited that long. I can't believe how much money I've left on the table because I didn't have it. So here's the thing. Most of you that are listening to this podcast when it first comes out, you're, you're in your off season. You know, you're, you're in a place that's not Florida probably. It's cold. There's snow. There's whatever. You can't do your thing. Now is the time to get a service like this, get it built out, get it optimized, and have it ready for your spring season coming up. So if you're a Journey of a New Entrepreneur listener, you get a free month of service that you cannot get anywhere else. That's exclusive to JNE. You also get an exclusive monthly rate that's lower than you get anywhere else, only for JNE listeners. And then don't forget the 10 to 1 ROI guarantee that they give to everybody. Check it out at JNEbid.com. So that's JNE, like Journey of a New Entrepreneur, B I D, like responsibid.com. Check it out, JNE com, and you won't be disappointed. All right, so my friend Michael Dalkey, I'm so glad you're here. Should we talk about the nickname first? Go for it. <laughs> well, it, makes you happy. <laughs> it makes me so happy. So it actually was born from the podcast here. You know, I you know it was born right here on the podcast, and I had uh, as a matter of fact, the last podcast I recorded just yesterday. Um, 
I had Dan Plata on. We were talking about uh, planning for 2021 and all this stuff. And uh, we... <laughs> So anyway, I had Dan on probably a year and a half ago, and we, I don't even know what we were talking about. I can't remember, but we were mentioning how, you know, we came to know each other because we both knew you, Mike. And on that episode, uh, we were we were actually complimenting you and talking about, like, dude, this guy is just, he's just super sharp and super smart and blah, 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 all the things you love to hear because I know you really love to toot your own horn. And... uh and I said, yeah, it's just like he can just pull numbers out of the air. And if you ask him a thing, he can just spit it out. And I said, he's basically like the rain man of, of our industry, you know, because rain man can just see a pile of sticks and tell you how many is in there. And that's basically how Dalkey is with our businesses. And uh, we kind of chuckled and we moved on with, with the, the show. And I woke up the next morning and, you know, I'm doing my thing. And probably around, I don't know, it was sometime in the morning I get a message from you. And I think it, I think it may have been a big fu message. And I'm like, what? What? what what's this all for? And and you're like, Rain Man, really? <laughs> and you had been working. I think you said you were on your treadmill and listening to the podcast that morning, and you got to the the Rain Man part, and you just had to stop and and you know give me a little what to and how for type of thing. So, so that I, is that is exactly where I heard it, and that was my exact response. <laughs> <laughs> anyway mike i love you man more than anything and uh i'm just just honored to have you back on the show uh why don't you take just a second just because you've been on here before but it's been a long stinking time since you've been on the show here why don't you uh give everyone just a little overview of who mike Dalkey is Oh, so uh, who am I? I am a small town kid from Wisconsin who grew up in a farm town. Uh, my dad was a road construction worker and my mom uh, helped take care of autistic kids and kids with reactive attachment disorder at the school. And so I uh, grew up with a very blue collar work ethic, but had a, uh, a side of the family that was very professional and had a white collar side. So I grew up loving the business world, but also having that blue collar attitude towards work. So since then, I've gotten lucky a whole bunch of times and been in the right spot and been able to capitalize on it. Uh, we grew Blue Sky Services to a very large, uh, you know, uh, company to over three million bucks. Uh, I don't know how many companies that we have ownership in right now, but it's around twenty. Uh, and the biggest one uh, has, is an eight-figure revenue company uh, that we've done a turnaround on. So. Love investing in people, love going hunting, fishing, and drinking bourbon, and spending time with my family. Nice. Yeah, you, you know you're an investor when you can't tell us how many companies you've got an investment in, which is kind of cool. Uh, the only thing I'm going to disagree with you, and actually, I mean, I appreciate the spirit in which you say it, but but it drives me crazy when, when I hear you say these things. I completely disagree on uh, you just got lucky a lot. Maybe there was some luck that happened, but uh, what, what is it? It's when opportunity meets preparation, that equals luck, and uh, people don't luck into uh, to the success that you've had. So, Mike, I've got a great deal of respect for, for the things you're doing, and honestly, I want to be like you when I grow up. So it's pretty cool. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, when I say I was lucky, I was lucky. Um, I did capitalize on that luck, yeah. uh, and it was very – uh, worked very hard to capitalize on that luck, and I don't, I don't want to shortchange that. But I was lucky to have good partners in various businesses, and to meet guys like you and Kaplan and, and other people that we do business with. That, uh, you know, if I had grown up in a different part of the country or 
in a different country that wouldn't have been good uh, for me. Uh, so there's a lot of luck involved, but I did work very hard to yeah. capitalize on it. Yeah, and that's my point is I don't I don't want to take away from from what you've done there, and uh, and I would say you were lucky to uh, invest in a company like mine. So good for you, and um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> one day one day I'll start sending you checks. We'll we'll see. I, I would appreciate that. <laughs> so anyway, so Mike, listen, man. Uh, the theme right now, here we are in December, it's 2020, uh, December for anyone listening in the future. The theme right now is planning, preparation, you know, kind of getting ready for, uh, you know, the next year coming up, which is exciting, but it's sometimes it's draining and then sometimes it's just frustrating because like as humans and as a, as a culture and a society, we've kind of got into this thing where we all get excited about making the plans, but, uh, then we just kind of just make the plans and then nothing really happens. And that's why I always talk about, you know, like you got to have a, a why to get you to where you want to be. You know, that why that, you know, this is why I started this business. This is why I'm doing this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And for the people that don't know, uh, you guys hear me talk about the BBB business bourbon and bullshit. It's a mastermind group that I go to every quarter. We usually meet in Nashville. We've mixed it up a little bit here and there, but uh, it's uh, it's a pretty cool deal that, that I've been a part of. And Mike is the the mastermind of that. He doesn't like to. It, Mike doesn't like glory. I don't know why, because I think glory is the most amazing thing ever. But uh, but he's the guy that started it and runs it and is building it and all this stuff. But uh, we were there and we were staying, you know, in these cool Airbnbs. And I got there a little early on the first day and. Me and Joshua Gray and maybe someone else were all sitting in this living room with you, Mike, and we were talking, and I think I mentioned, you know, having a why, and you just basically looked at me and said, Bobby, let me tell you why your why sucks, and I was like, what? And we only spent a couple minutes on it because, you know, we just had a, there was a lot of conversation going on, but it really intrigued me, and this is about two months ago, and I had reached out to you, and I said, I want you to share this on the podcast but you said, Bob, your why sucks. You know, I, I, I'm kind of paraphrasing here. Uh, I think maybe the word was your why's worthless. I don't know. It was something like that. It just, it really hurt my feelings. <laughs> it made me You're not, welcome. it made me not feel like a special snowflake and all that stuff. And, uh, and then you kind of explained it a little bit and, and then we had to change subjects, but I loved it, but I don't want to steal the thunder. Do you mind sharing, uh, you know, and if you want to go back to that moment and fill in any backstory you can, but do you mind just kind of sharing what you thought? Cause we're about to talk about planning. And I guess before you start for anyone that may not know what I mean when I say your why is uh, you know, what, what a lot of people teach preach. And, and I think I'm one of them too, is that if you have your why set, the difficulty of growing the business starts to look um, less difficult. Um, you might have uh, some motivation to push through when times are hard or X, Y, and Z. So the why would be, why am I doing this thing? What's that image I have in my head for down the road? And, and that's why everything I'm doing today is happening. And Mike told me mine sucked. So let's talk about that, Mike, just a little bit. So, uh, Going back to that moment, the having a why isn't what sucks. It's thinking about your why, what sucks. And the conversation that we had uh, in the Airbnb with a bourbon and a beer was, 
that if you spend time thinking about your why, there's a there's a bunch of research that's done by Dr. Robert Cooper. That was uh, he was the first neuro neurologist or neuroscientist to study the business uh, brain for business purposes. Hmm. And one of the things he uh, came up with in that study was your mind loves to think about the why. It loves to think about the future yeah. and the vision because it requires nothing today. Hmm. So what my point was in that in that saying and in that moment was the, if you're thinking about your why and we do this at every business conference somebody comes up and says well tell me about your why tell me why you're in this what's your most amazing future what's your vision and you start thinking about it I, and i used to do this all the time i used to go to a coffee shop sit down and think about my why my vision and the future and three hours would go by and i'd feel all hopped up on dopamine and caffeine and i'd be mm. excited and I didn't do shit for three hours. It sounds like basically every day for me at the cigar bar, I just go smoke cigars and dream about the future. Perfect. <laughs> uh, you're the prime example. <laughs> Once you stop doing that, maybe you'll start sending those checks. So okay. Maybe a correlation there. So the the comment is not to have a not to have a why. You have to have a why you're doing it. There needs to be a reason for what you're doing. You know, it may be it. Uh, providing for your family or replacing a job. It may be hitting a certain level of wealth to give to charity. It doesn't matter what that is. And you need to have that so that you have a direction and mm-hmm. that you're going in that direction. But spending time thinking about your why and thinking about your vision is completely worthless mm-hmm. uh, because you're going to do nothing but feel really, really excited. I know that's going to piss a whole bunch of people off that, that hears that. But it's biblically correct in the Bible. They talk about it all the time that chasing fantasies get and thinking and, and that is really bad versus getting up and going to work. And the number one neuroscientist of all time for looking at the brain from a business perspective has made it very clear that that's a safe space mm. and you're going to love being there, but it doesn't actually give you any momentum today. It mm. just makes you feel good. So have the why, have the direction, and I have one, and I've shared it with you before. Mm-hmm. Have a, 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 a near-term plan and, and work that backwards. But don't spend a ton of time thinking on the why. Think about it from a, uh, that's the North Star direction, but mm-hmm. not a, you know, how bright is that star? I wonder how much gas is up there. I wonder how far away it is. Yeah, Because that's not going to get you where you want to go. What? So let me ask you this. How important is it in your mind or in your opinion to have the why is that important so uh i'm going to be counterintuitive when i say this i think having a direction is important having a why is less important and um, when i said i want to clarify so you've heard can you hear me i can hear you now okay sorry um i want to clarify what i mean when i say uh, having a why isn't important as a direction. My why uh, for a long time was to have 160 acres of farmland and build my house and move my family there and live a good Christian life and have a good marriage and all that kind of stuff. And uh, one day my wife said, you never asked me what I wanted. And I said, uh, okay, well, that's a problem. I yeah. should probably done that. Well, now I'm going a different, uh, I'm going, I've got a come up with a new why or I have to go a different direction. So there's some directionally correct things that I think are really important mm-hmm. that aren't um, uh, that aren't the vision a picture of the future. 
However, I really do think that for me, I know what I'm going for. It's towards freedom. The mm-hmm. direction I'm going towards is freedom. What the real why isn't the 160 acres of farmland and the hunting and fishing and all the kinds of things I said in there. The real why is I want more freedom financially, freedom of time, freedom to do things with the people I want to do yep. with. And so I want to make sure that's the direction. I'm moving towards freedom, not necessarily a picture of the future. That could change one instant. Well, I, I think that I think the truth is if when we're talking about starting businesses, I think everybody's why is actually the exact same, which is I want enough time and money to do what I want. Now, the amount of money or the amount of time might be different, but ultimately that's what it is, is my why is to do what I want. Now, what you want might be have enough money to take care of your elderly parents. It might be enough money to move you and your wife to Tahiti or, or is Tahiti nice? Bora Bora, you know, something like that, you know, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, we want that freedom that you were talking about to get there. And I, you know, when I kind of reflected on what you were sharing on this when we were back in Nashville is that uh, I think if we look at the freedom thing and that's kind of our direction and maybe we just stop, you know, planning out, well, what kind of fence are you going to have on that 160 acres? What color is, yeah. the, you know, are you going to paint the trim on the red barn white? Um, are you, you know, are you going to have four wheelers? Are you going to have, you know, mules? Are you going to have, you know, what, what are you going to do, you know, when you're out there? I, is that kind of what, am I, am I hearing you clearly on that? Where it's like, sure, we got a direction. The direction is to do what I want. It's the freedom. It's the time and the money, which doesn't sound real enlightened, but at the end of the day, even if you want to be a monk or something, you need to have enough money to keep the, the heat on in the winter in the monastery. So you need some money and you need time, a lot of time to do that. So is that kind of where you're at on something like that? Yes. On, on the why question, that's yeah. absolutely where, I, where I'm at. Don't worry about the color of the fence or where you're going to live. The question that I, uh, and, and in planning, uh, one of the ways that I've started my, my planning for the next year every year for probably the last 15 years is to ask myself if i just think back 12 months ago is there any way that i could have imagined that i'd be where i'm at today Hmm. and in most of those 15 years probably 13 or 14 i'm further than i ever thought i would have gotten there's all these things that happen and i i like to ask uh you know bobby 10 years ago could you ever imagine your life as it is right now? No, not 10 years ago. No, <laughs> not even ago. close. Five years ago. Could you ever imagine you're living in Orlando spraying bleach on houses? Uh, no, no. I, it, I was getting to the point. You know, I was getting close to, I was starting to have some dreams, but they were just that, you know, but there was no real belief or, or, you know, or why or, or direction, if you will. So. Three years ago, could you ever imagine that you'd be spraying bleach on houses, talking to me on your very own podcast that is monetized and you have all this fun doing smoking cigars at the cigar bar? Three years ago, could you ever imagine this? It it was just an imagination, but I didn't expect it. Yeah, you know, so like if I'm being honest with my answer, it's like I dreamed about stuff like this, but I I didn't have a reality that I could could make it happen. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you think about this podcast that all these listeners are thinking about right now, when it got started, 
did you think about were you thinking about it and dreaming about it or did you just take a step and move in that direction that's, i love it that's, okay yeah that's exactly what i did i remember i i know you don't we don't want to get bogged down on the podcast but but to your point uh whether mike you're good at this man you're you're like you're just you really are the rain man of of our industry so uh <laughs> the the um no i'll tell you what i did is i remember um gosh 10 years ago something like that i wanted to do a podcast and i think i had the why you know in my mind it, it was 10 12 years ago something like that and i went and i bought a little snowball microphone and I read everything I needed to read about it being perfect and how to do all my stuff online. And then I was like, I want to have this big, huge thing out there. And then what happened was I got scared and I was like, I don't know if I have enough. Con- I don't, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. Will anyone listen to it or whatever? Whenever I got to it this time around, I had that fear of failure with it. But I finally said, you know what? I just having a podcast is on my bucket list. So I'm just going to do the damn thing. And, um, and I really, I just said, if my mom and myself listen to it, that's going to be good enough for me. And and here we are. So I, I think I think that lines up exactly with kind of your point. Yeah, you know. So uh, to give another story that's similar for the BBB, we did the BBB in my basement, and we thought, man, this was cool. We could maybe we could do something. And I said, well, you know, I'll call a bunch of guys and see if they want to do this thing in in Atlanta at the huge convention. And Sid Graff called me and said, hey. It's not real unless somebody gives you a check. Hmm. It's not a real business idea unless somebody gives you a check. So instead of just calling your friends and playing playing business, why don't you ask people to write you a check and then you'll know if it's a really good idea. And people wrote checks. And so now I've got something that I've got that I can mold and work on and go. We're doing a, a transition to base camp at our large electrical company. And it's a project manager software and they had four meetings to talk about it and to learn about it and uh to use the josh latimer drinking game i said well here's the new deal by the end of the week you need to have a minimal viable product that's up that we can tweak that we can change that we can get kicked in the teeth on mm-hmm. but let's get that up and let's move that forward yeah. we know the direction already this these meetings about information are just making us feel good yeah let's get this thing moving i, I love that and I, here in a second, I want to segue, but uh, to goals and and things like that. But the I don't. I think I know why we do that as humans. You know, I say we as humans. Um, I I think it really comes down to fear of failure. Oftentimes, I'm, I'm curious to see you know your thoughts on that. But um, whenever I kind of crossed over that barrier of saying. For me, like fear of failure is was always like the because uh, I like the spotlight, so I didn't want people to look at me and think, "Oh, that dude's a failure." You know. Once I finally said, "I don't give a shit if anyone thinks I'm a failure," you know, um, I don't care. You know, if I implement this system in my company and it and it collapses, I don't care if my my admin in the next door saw me fail because my admin's also going to see me back up, redirect, and and attack another spot on that electric fence if. For those of you that get that reference from the earlier episodes in the podcast, um, but uh, it's just like you know, I've got my my dashboard over here that I occasionally send you you stuff to, and I added some cards, and I've got my admins dashboard in there, and we implemented a new task management system ourselves. As a matter of fact, it wasn't Basecamp, but we just implemented that, and I I literally told my admin, I said, "Here's the deal, I just set this up. 
here's what I expect you to do with it. I don't know how we're going to fully, you know, grow this thing out, but this is the problem that it solves for us today. And if it, if it screws up, we'll figure it out and go from there. And you know what? We now that quick had a task management system that at least fixed some small problems for us and we'll grow into it. Is that your little violent kid? Did I see a little? It's not my violent kid. He's upstairs being violent. That was my dog. Oh, that's your dog. Okay. I just saw, I thought it was the top of his head or something. For anyone, just so anyone knows what I'm talking about. Mike has the most adorable son. How old is he? Uh, six. He's six. And every now and then Michael let uh, him send me a message on Voxer. And uh, one day we were all just ha- having a good time. And Mike was, you know, talking some mild trash to me with his son. And, and I said, don't make me come over there. And, and that this most adorable little voice just said, Mr. Bobby, you be nice or I'm going to cut your head off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is nuts. <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. I, I don't know that there was a question in what I was saying. I'm just I think I'm just trying to be a cool kid and ride your coattails on this whole uh, why stuff. But. Mike, let's let's kind of transition a little bit. Uh, it's the same ballpark, but a different topic. Let's talk about uh, you know it's twenty twenty one right around the corner. Uh, goals, people are about you know uh, gyms are about to to you know hit their nut for the year here in about sixty days. You know and and get all the money they're going to get uh, for the rest of the year because everyone's going to sign up because they they did their New Year's resolution and business owners are going to be setting up all these plans and they're going to set their goal revenue goals and their marketing goals and all this stuff. And by the time February hits, most of it's probably going to fall apart. Where are people missing out? And for those that are serious, you know, where maybe some of the, the common mistakes or where are the, um, where's the low hanging fruit maybe on being successful and, and, and identifying our goals and, and putting plans to place and stuff like that. For the upcoming year sure so a couple of uh, high points one i do think you have to have a direction whether it's freedom or where it is we go through and uh, the mastermind group that i'm a part of we go through an exercise called the seven f's for the year so we all know where we're trying to go uh, for the long run we've got a pretty decent direction for the next three years uh, and then we go through seven f's and it's i'm gonna have it wrong but it's faith family fitness finances fun and your field your work Um, That doesn't even have my favorite F word in there. Yeah. Well, that could be a different plan that you should ask your wife about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. You know, you should. (laughs) Anyways, so so, so we've got that in general for the year. What improvements do we want to make in that? So we've spent a little bit of time on where we're going in long term. And then we've got maybe that whole process is less than an hour, probably, of planning for the entire year. But then what we do, and then you know the BBB is we break that our plan down into 13 weeks. We look at the book the 13 week the 13 week year mm-hmm. talks about how your brain cannot focus on things for the year. Isn't it the 12? It's the 12 week year, right? 12, sorry, 12 week year. Yeah, 12 yeah. week year. You're correct. Yeah, 12 week year. Mm-hmm. So the concept is that it's a great half a book. Yeah, you just got to read the first half, right? That's <laughs> all you got to do, and you get the whole point. But the concept is that if you have a goal for a year, where you're really going to get your most action towards that goal is right before the deadline. Just like when you had homework, yep. you did it right before the deadline. So you're when you, you're in Conquer or you're in some coaching program, you do it the night before you have to report to your coach. So if you plan for a year and you say, I'm going to hit 
600,000 in revenue this year. The, pit, the most common pitfall I see is we get, you get in January and you go, well, I didn't really hit the goal, but I was close. And then February, you say, I, you know, I can make it up in the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. And by June, you're, you're behind the goal and you're going, well, I'm still, I'm going to have to add Christmas lights or something. And now the whole plan is changing that you laid out for the year because you got behind in those months yeah. because you were taking time to say, well, you know, I'll get caught up later in the year. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. But the more appropriate strategy, in my opinion, is to look at the next 12 weeks, the next 90 days and say, what do I need to accomplish in this next 90 days to make sure that I'm on pace mm-hmm. for that year goal? So if it's 600,000 revenue, I spend a little time saying, kind of want to get there, I think. Um, all right. Now, in the next 90 days, this is winter. So I need to make sure my systems are in place. I got my marketing plan dialed in. I've lined up my contracts and negotiated hard. I've got my vehicle purchasing plan. I've got all that lined up. And I threw 10,000 clip flyers this, this quarter. Mm-hmm. Now you've got actionable items that you can say, I am moving in the direction of my goal. And if I'm off, now I can make that plan in Q2 for those 90 days to get back on track versus saying, I got lots of time to make it up. So my big uh, pitfall that I see people doing is they're planning off this whole year instead of a shorter chunk and they're not taking as much action as they could. Mm-hmm. So try to take all the action you could in 90 days instead of thinking about a year. Do you think, Mike, a lot of it is, uh, you know, there is a difference between a goal and a plan. Do you think a lot of it is the the one-year thing becomes more of just a goal, but the the plan to execute it doesn't uh, usually get put into place? Because, and then the follow-up to that is, generally speaking, especially, you know, like say for our audience listening right now, we're all growing businesses. And a lot of us, most of us are, are new to it. Um, if we have this goal for the year, there's probably not a lot that I can do in January that directly connects to, to December. You know, uh, there's stuff I'll do in January that, that, that we build on maybe in March and then we build on some more in June that then allows, you know, kind of December to happen, if you will. Do you think that's where that breakdown happens is it's kind of like the why thing? Oh, hey, I'm going to do a million dollars and I'm going to have an amazing team and blah, 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 blah. But then there's no real uh, – we spend more time on that than we do on the actual devising the plan and then execution on it. Yeah, and I think that when we do devise the plan, it's usually a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what I've seen. It's a spreadsheet. That's my plan. Yeah. Right. I'm going to do this much revenue in this month, and I'm going to do this thing. But there's not uh, a plan that has action steps that are included in it. So uh, I'm not going to throw you under the bus, but I am. Uh, when you walked into this year, you said your goal was to do approximately what in revenue? There's a, a million bucks, basically. Hair, and, hair over, yeah. And in the and you had a spreadsheet outlining what you were going to do revenue per month for that, right? Yep. And you had a truck purchasing plan, everything. Mm-hmm. January, you were on pace, yes or no? Yes. February, you're on pace, yes or no? Yes. March, on pace, yes or no? Hell no. <laughs> I was. I, I was right? until the second week of March. Yeah. Right. So you've, you've put, if you put all this effort into the next year and Corona hits, someone flies a plane into the two t- twin towers or your two work vehicles get stolen, your plan is completely out the window mm-hmm. for the whole year. So it's the Mike Tyson adage of everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yep. You had a 
brilliant plan for the year. Mm-hmm. 10 weeks in, you got punched in the face. And now we have to recalibrate that. So the planning is important and it's good, but having that tighter window allows it to be more worthwhile as far as taking action, in my personal opinion. So for someone that's listening right now, so the last episode they listened probably was Dan Plata saying, hey, here's a spreadsheet that lets you plan out every month and here's your vehicle purchases and here's your this and here's your that and your marketing spend and everything, um, which is important. Like To be clear, you're not suggesting that people don't do that, right? So what do you say to the listener that says, well, damn, Mike, I just spent the last, because I listened to Bob's podcast last week and I was, I've spent the last week doing this. What's your advice to them now that they've got that thing laid out? What do they need to do? What, what pitfalls are they trying to avoid at this point? Yeah. So I want to reiterate that the planning, the process of planning is very important. Mm-hmm. You need to have that spreadsheet laid out. You and I have laid out the one for next year when we talked about yours for next year. Mm-hmm. You need to have that spreadsheet. It is very important, and you shouldn't just uh, let it go. But what I'm saying is you shouldn't derive that that's uh, where you should be spending all of your time mm-hmm. or even most of your time. Your focus should be, okay, I've got my plan, and here's what January, February, and March are supposed to look like. What do I have to do to make sure it's my job, it's my obsession that I beat those numbers? If I, my, there was a gun pointed at my family and I didn't hit those numbers, what, what would I have to do to make sure that there was no chance that, that trigger is getting pulled and I'm losing my family? Mm-hmm. Like you have to look at it as there is no other option but success in those 90 days. And I guarantee if you take that come hell or high water approach to the next 90 days, there'll be a lot of actions you'll take. Mm-hmm. You, when you're sitting in the office and you're smoking the cigar and going, what should I be doing? Well, I have to hit those numbers. Well, now I'm going to pick up the phone or I'm going to go send the flyers versus, you know what? I'm going to think about the end of the year. You know, I'm going to get to 600. What's life going to be like when I hit 600,000 revenue? Yeah. That's not the right appropriate uh, action in myself. I think if you have that plan, the chances that it's going to come true are zero. So let's focus on the next three months and crushing those three months. Okay. Good stuff. Now you've, you've basically, I think you've exactly already said this. But to make the answer kind of concise, just to package it up for the listener right now, why is it important in, in just a few few sentences, why is it important to, to have that 12-week plan instead of the 52-week plan? 12-week creates action, transformation, and, and power in the present to get the thing done. A 12-week goal or a 12-month goal creates uh, procrastination, uh, explanations, and lack of action towards accomplishing it for most people, for me. Good stuff. I'm a, I'm a, uh, for everybody. And then, so the next next thing I want to ask, and we'll talk about this for a little bit. How, do you, how much time you got, Mike? You got, are you got a hard stop at the top of the hour? Uh, shortly after. Okay. So let's talk a little bit now on uh, you know so people are listening and like okay i like what you're saying mike this is good stuff uh how do i get started so i think a great way uh to do this would maybe be to 
let's talk a little bit about like say one of our BBB events. So we've got, you know, it's kind of an exclusive thing. We've got about 30, 35 dudes that'll show up to it on any given time. Uh, usually the same people for the most part. Um, because we go through this we we do actually you know we do an entire day where we're we're doing essentially what you're talking about we spend one day on the on the plan but it's an executionable plan walk the walk the listener through um some basics you know the first couple of steps of what they could do to start putting this together yeah so to your point i have mine right here my execution plan from bbb uh, and I look at it every single day. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm using it to create action for myself to write in my planner and stuff to do every day. So the the thing that we start every BBB off with is one, the first thing is we say, what's the biggest successes you've had in the last 90 days? So boost your confidence, write down all the things that were amazing and awesome about the last 90 days. I bought a new truck. I fired the jerk. I hired a rock star. We hit our revenue goal. We made more money than we ever have. Write down all the things so you have confidence. Because in this business world, the first there's so many things that can sap our confidence. It's a roller coaster. We all know. So get your confidence up. The second thing to do is look at your current, uh, what you spent your time on this last quarter, and say, what do I need to eliminate? What stuff was frustrating, annoying, and I just don't need to do it anymore? What relationships do I have? Hey, Mike, your, your thing cut out just as you said the word. It was, what do I need to eliminate is what Mike said there. So. Yeah, what do I need to eliminate? What relationships do I need to eliminate? What was frustrating and annoying that I don't need to do anymore that I can take off my plate? Second thing is, what is okay? What did I do that I was like, oh, okay, that was all right. I did it. You know, for you, this, this last quarter was probably an admin. You did mm-hmm. some of the admin stuff because you were scaling back up. Mm-hmm. That's Okay right? It wasn't frustrating and annoying. It was mm-hmm. okay. But that's the stuff you want to delegate. Yep. So it didn't create anything new for you. So you're going to delegate that off what you've done. And then you look at the last step, which is what do I need to do more of? What can I, what do people write me the biggest checks for right now? And I want to do more of that. I want to invest in those relationships. I want to invest in those things, whether it's sales. I know you're doing a lot of commercial stuff now out in the business. So how do I get bigger checks coming in here? for the things that I'm doing with my labor. So what do I want to eliminate? What do I want to delegate? What do I want to do more of so I can get bigger and more checks coming in the door? Mm-hmm. That's the start of what we do. So the concept is, you know, when uh, Michelangelo made the statue of David, he didn't start with putting rocks in there. He started with a big old brick and he just started chipping away all the stuff that he wanted. So if our goal is to have freedom and to do what we want, when we want it, well, let's look at the stuff that we're doing that we don't want to do and let's get rid of it. Yeah. And let's do more and more stuff that we do want to do. And that moves you in that direction. From there, we've got a couple of other things. We look at the processes that we need to improve, any projects in the business we need to complete, any entrepreneurial ideas we want to execute on. We look at the growth plan and our lifestyle plan. What do we want to do to grow? What books do we want to read? What podcasts do we want to engage in? And then what is a lifestyle? You know, I go to the beach once a quarter with my family. It's my favorite time of year or I, every single quarter. That's something I get to look forward to as part of my lifestyle plan. So we go through, through those things. And then we go through some finance and some other stuff. But in general, I would say, look at what you're doing from a leadership perspective. What do you want to get rid of? What do you want to do more of? Look at your business. What processes do you need to improve? What projects do you need to do? What ideas do you want to in- implement to create new cash flow? And then look at your finances, your growth, 
your lifestyle. So that's at a very high level. Since we don't have uh, the eight hours we have at PUC, yeah. uh, what what we're doing, engaging in specific aspects, and then aspects of that, and essentially those things are going to, we're going to be able to boil those down to somewhere between five and 10, uh, uh, what we would call success criteria for the quarter. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, an example, this is something you've been successful at. I've tried it once and then I gave up on trying it the second time just because I'm not ready yet. But like one thing that you've done that had to have been your success criteria for a quarter at one point in the past is giving up email, you know, and, you know, that was one of the things that you didn't need to eliminate it because it's essential, but you were able to delegate it. So, you, you know, for everyone that's watching the live stream or watching the, the, the video here, for those of you that aren't, I'll describe it, but like I can pull up. I know Mike is your planner within reach of you right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're both holding it in our hands. Um, the, uh, in the, the very first page is your, it says annual goals, but we break it up. You know, the way I use it is for, you know, my, my goals for that particular quarter. And, um, and then we have that success criteria in there. So things that you need to eliminate some, and we, so there's people you need to eliminate and there's tasks that you need to eliminate. Well, maybe your task that you need to eliminate is running sales appointments. Maybe, you know, or, or, well, I guess that would be a delegation thing. So let's say something you needed to delegate was running sales appointments. Well, what would be a success criteria for you in court, you know, in your next quarter, it would either be, um, create, uh, a, uh, over the phone selling process, or it would be hire a salesperson, right? There would be a couple of things you could do there. So that would help you create one of your success criteria for that quarter, ha have salesperson hired by, you know, February 15th or something like that. And then, then whenever that quarter is over, we can go back, look at our success criteria. If we achieved those things, we said that's the success. And if we didn't, yeah, you know, we missed the mark, but we can, because it was only 12 weeks, we didn't ruin a whole year. We just missed the mark. We redirect, do the, the process over again and move forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll share a couple of mine. Uh, eliminate this quarter. I wanted to eliminate being on the send gym board of directors. And Daniel can replace me. So I'm not delegating, I'm just eliminating that uh, from my life. And I'm also from a um, habits to change was one of the things we talked about. So I wanted to uh, brag on my wife every time we're with other people so that she felt special was mm -hmm. one of them. Um, I wanted to uh, uh, have uh, less than one drink uh, <laughs> per sitting for the quarter since you know that we have, I have a three drink rule, um, you know, a consistent workout routine where I'm bur burning 250 calories before breakfast. So we've got personal things on there too. Yep. And then we've got business things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, By the way, there. this is, this works for personal and this is not just a business practice. This is a life practice. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, yep. but I just wanted to make sure everyone knew where we were. Well, yeah, it was same here, you know, and again, if you look, I didn't use the, uh, when we go to BBB, you know, when we do our quarterly events, you know, you have a binder printed out, but I've started putting my stuff in the, the notes in the back of the full focus planner that, I don't know, how many of us at BBB use this? Probably half of us? Probably yeah. half of us using it? Yeah. You know? um, yeah. But, uh, like, I didn't have anything to eliminate this last time around. I, I It's mainly because I didn't do anything. So I was like, oh, there wasn't, you know, previous quarter I just kind of sat around and watched TV. So I thought, well, I don't have anything to eliminate. But, uh, but delegation, you know, I had uh, – email to my admin, uh, which I didn't have yet, 
delegate doing payroll, delegate my dashboard, delegate my AR, and uh, then relationships uh, to delegate was customers. I put, I want to delegate my uh, customer interactions unless no resolution could be found, meaning I want, I want my company to not have me as the face of it. I want this thing to be able to, you know, I want it to run by me empowering and training and, and teaching my team. And, uh, and then I'll step in if they can't handle the situation. So th- th- those are examples of things that, that Mike and I both said that, uh, you know, we wanted to delegate or, or eliminate and stuff like that. So that's good stuff. Um, so Mike, the 12 week year, who do you remember the author? I don't, I was looking around for the book. I don't have it within reach here, but do you remember who that author is? I don't. Okay. I don't have it within reach either. Uh, they can, you can Google it if you're interested, but um, I literally did only read the first half of it because that's what Mike said to do. And I don't love reading, to be honest with you. So I, I listened to him on that. But the 12 week year is a great book that uh, essentially just kind of uh, that first half, it partially teaches you, talks about the psychology behind it, and also talks about, you know, the tactics behind, you know, living, you know, by quarter, basically. And then a second resource for you guys, and you guys have heard me talk about this a lot. A lot of my listeners and a lot of people in the New Entrepreneur's Toolkit have been posts online lately that they've been buying their own, but it's a full focus planner. It's, that's what it's called, full focus planner by Michael Hyatt. And you don't need this planner to be successful. And frankly, you don't need this tactic we're sharing to be successful. This is a planner and this is a tactic that is a proven way to be successful. So if you're if you're just saying, hey, I don't want to reinvent the wheel, what's something that works, uh, buy the full focus planner. When you do, go to that very first page in there that you can't write in, and it says start here, and it tells you to go to fullfocusplanner.com slash start, and there's like two hours worth of videos, and watch them, and it'll break it down for you and help you do this stuff, the things that Mike and I are talking about right now. Get that book. Just listen to the first half of it. See if you can get it at half price. I don't know. But do those things so that way you can um, – essentially well really get get what you want achieve the why so that way you can pick the color of the trim on the barn one day instead of just dreaming about what the color of the trim on the barn one day is going to be so uh so that's that uh and then last i say you need to something else that i think is crucial for um achieving our goals and things like that is well, accountability, and, and I'll say like a brotherhood, you know, which they, they kind of go hand in hand. So like you and I, we have that, Mike, you know, in BBB. Now you and I have it just as being business partners, you know, and we have accountability to each other on certain things. But, but specifically, um, I think most human beings, damn near everyone, will, would perform better if they have a regimented accountability um, system in their life. You know, with me, I wake up every Wednesday morning at six o'clock and meet with two guys in the quiet bag, the quit your bullshit accountability group, Josh and Ryan. And we, we actually go through uh, what we have in our planner because in the planner, we have like a big three things that we need to complete each week. And we talk about our big three and, and what our quarterly success criteria is. But be, get in something like that. You can make your own group. Find something like BBB, you know, uh, a network of guys that are like, are, and gals that are like-minded um, in similar 
similar similar places that that you're in and and make the investment bbb it's not free for me i drop you know i don't know how much i spend every time but you know i'll probably spend 1500 bucks when it's all said and done you know every time we go you know at least a thousand for sure and um but but it's worth it because it's an investment into my life i get to help those guys out but more so they help me uh mike what what are your thoughts? Give us some final some thoughts, advice, counsel. I mean, you you got a, a plethora. <laughs> I, that's not funny. I was trying to say it like the guys from the Three Amigos, the guy in the Three Amigos, a long time ago. <laughs> I was wondering what you're doing there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, a plethora of knowledge that you could share with us. But Mike, give us you know, kind of wrap it up here. Uh, let the listeners uh, know what you think could be very beneficial for them. So um, to wrap up, I'm going to echo what you said. Uh, the tools that you outlined are really good. Um, I just looked, I'm on my 11th quarter of the full focus planner. Nice. And when I um, uh, was on that 11th planner, I had six businesses and had just moved to Nashville. Uh, we had just started right hand right now. I didn't even know who you were. Hmm. Um and we look forward to where we're at now and it's 20 businesses and uh very much sizable more sizable than right hand rhino was at that time which was like probably fifty thousand. so um think about how far you've come and think about the gains that you've made and there is a chasm between where you are and probably where you want to be there is for me even though i'm where i want but the gap that a strategic coach calls it this gap that you have between where you are and where you want to be. And that gap pretty much always stays the same because the more you get, the more you want. Mm-hmm. I never dreamed I would live in a house like I have. I never dreamed that I would have businesses like I do. I never dreamed I had partners like I do. Like I came from a small town. I thought You're I a business. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> so uh, think about, don't think about the gap. Think about the gains that you've made. You've made amazing games you took this huge risk to start your own business Mm -hmm. and and replace your job and then maybe replace yourself inside your business and grow this you've done some amazing things if you're a business owner listening to this podcast you should be really really proud of them and you should take those and realize that you should have all the confidence in the world that in the next 90 days you can accomplish damn near anything that you want to do don't think about the gap think about the gains and then think about the 90 days so you can just crush it the next 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 night. Love it, love it, guys. Let me just—I just, just want to just really push you. As Mike said, he's on his eleventh one. I've got my first three here. I'm in my fourth one, so I'm closing out. Uh, one, yeah, I'm closing out the year. I guess math isn't my friend. I'm not—I'm not the rain man of the service <laughs> industry, so. but uh, but and let me tell you, if you went to any one of my planners. Um, maybe not everyone, but I bet you at least two of them, uh, two of the four at least, um, you'll find some gaps in there. You'll find some gaps where I, I fell off the wagon, you know, and, and didn't stay disciplined. I, uh, I fell off the wagon this year when COVID hit and I got discouraged and I just kind of, uh, you know, and, and just didn't, wasn't purposeful every day. But let me tell you guys, this has been so transformational 
for me in my life. And again, I look back as Mike was just sharing, you know, doing the exercise of like, Bob, 10 years ago, did you think you'd be where you are today? Five years ago, Mike, when I get off of this call, I've actually got a, like a little warm fuzzy dance I got to do because I'm like, holy shit. You know, I, I'm always looking at that gap, but the gain that I've had in my life in, in every, in every way, financially, personally, love life, you know, whatever, it's, it's just been amazing and it's exponentially turned up in the last year when I started using this, not because this book's not magical. It's just being purposeful, being purposeful is effective. And even, even though I have never, since I've started this business, I have not hit a revenue goal for a year, which probably means, and I do think I'm a hard worker. I always joke about doing no work, but I am a hard worker. I probably need to do a better job setting more realistic goals. I don't know, but I've, I don't think I've ever hit an annual revenue goal. Um, the uh, I, I achieve very few of my big goals because I just probably don't set them well. But the fact is, though, is I'm so much closer to where I want to be because I had that direction. And, and my life is closer to where I want it to be today than it would have been had I not been purposeful like that. So, Mr. Dalkey... I love you, my friend. You're awesome. Please keep your violent, head-cutting little boy away from me next time I'm in Nashville. <laughs> but um, uh, do you have any resources out there? Uh, Red Hook Investments? What's your, the website? The BBB website's uh, not up yet, is it? No, it's yeah. not. Uh, RedHookInvestments.com uh, is, is probably the best one. We're going to uh, – Capital and I are going to have a Booyah Capital Partners, which is just a fun joke. Uh, website uh, for all of the investments and things like that. And then we'll have the BBB up at some point here very soon. So, um, yeah, so there'll be a, a BBB website. We're all kind of working behind the scenes. Um, we're actually, can we tell them my portion of that little thing? I don't even know if I've mentioned that. Is that, can it be public knowledge? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so we're working on a BBB podcast, which I'm not the guy in it, but I'm one of the guys helping on that. So uh, it's pretty cool stuff. We've got a lot of things recorded, but when we, when we started all this stuff, we all kind of realized, holy crap, we're all really, really busy right now. So I think we, we pushed a couple of things for a month or two, you know, on, on getting some of these things resolved. But, but a lot of cool things coming uh, down the pipe with business bourbon and bullshit. Uh, Mike, it's always fun watching what you're doing. I'm uh, extremely grateful for your friendship and for your contribution on the show here. So have a good one. And guys, listen, if you're not doing the things you want to do in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. Don't be a bitch! So don't be a bitch. Peace out.